Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, this is your boy Frank Gore. I'm listening to a 49er rush. Niners all day. That's brain sits home, baby. Let's go. I love it, man. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible, as it is every time that we get to spend time together talking about our 49ers. And I feel like this week is a little bit of a treat. <laughs> we, we are out from underneath the rock, ladies and gentlemen. We are in the spot, the prime time, whatever. Uh, not necessarily our game. They had to move that out because Seattle sucks so bad. Uh, it should have been a prime time game. But the idea is this. The eyes are upon you, right? Um, that's where we currently are. The 49ers are sitting in a wonderful spot as far as the playoff outlook goes. And they control their own destiny with a very favorable schedule moving forward, which we're going to talk about a little bit. But what I wanted to kind of focus a lot of this episode on, two things, namely. One, because of these injuries, which we're going to talk about here in a second. Who has to step up and what that looks like? What track record have they put out you know, in reserve roles now that they're in the main roles. And then also I want to step back about once a month. I, I do kind of a step back and adjust your perspective on the 49ers players, their starters, offensive defense, and how they match up against the rest of the NFL. Um, you know, pro football focus using that as a launching point and kind of seeing where that is. And literally just seeing, you know, in metrics, uh, where is Jimmy G among quarterbacks? Where is Debo among, you know, wide receivers? Where is Lakin Tomlinson among guards? And so going through and just charting that out. So we're going to go through that. Some grades. I'm a teacher, right? I can't help it. Uh, <laughs> the coaching standpoint can't help it. You know, what's that player's bench press? What's that player's 40 time? You know, what, what do we can do with that? Like, I understand that the game of football is so beautiful because you can't measure everything, right? And that's why we dive into the film, which we do so much. We've got a lot of film clips for you today from press conferences and also our Patreon breakdowns uh, going through the defense. You know, I did the defense first this week, and I loved it because I thought the defense was the clear winner of the game, forcing the turnovers, you know, uh, stops on fourth down, all those different things. But we just finished the offense, and I talked for way too long. I think it was an hour and 25 minutes. Breakdown on the offense just finished and posted that over on Patreon. And, man, I walked away from that feeling much better about the offensive performance than I did during the game while I was at the stadium, right? Um, definitely way more pleased. Not so much with Jimmy Garoppolo in the first half. That was still as bad as I thought it was on first watching. Second half, he was much better than I, I, I remember. He played very, very well in the second half, and a lot of players did. So, thank you all for being here. I'm seeing all the hashtag CCs, and that's important. 
Um, especially this week because, man, we got some gifts coming out, which, which I'm pretty excited about. And, again, you know, I talked about this briefly. Um, and here you go. This is what we're doing giveaway. Next two episodes is going to be announced. So you only got so many times to get your hashtag CCs in. And here's why you need to do it. What is up, baby? We got another monthly giveaway. So here is what we got going this week. I'm really excited about this. Check out this jersey. None other than Vernon Davis himself, but this one is a little special. Why? Look at that, baby. Right there, autographed with the authentication on there. So this can be yours for free. We do this once a month. Now, I'm trying to step up the giveaway game, especially during the season. So if you want to win this, very simple. Hashtag CC first 90 seconds of any live broadcast you're entered. Go to Twitter account at JL underscore Chapman. You can retweet that giveaway one. That gets you entered again. And of course, Patreon subscribers always entered in every single give uh, giveaway that we do. We do this once a month. So um, now what I'm going to do, and this, this is going to be a little bit different, but I think it's going to be good. I'm going to come up with 10 names from those lists that I just gave you. And over the next week, I'm recording this Tuesday. So between Tuesday to Tuesday, one of the four times I go live, we go live four times a week here. I'm going to give a list of 10 names um, from those previous lists. And the first one of those 10 names to email me, 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com, they get the jersey. So again, countdown crew, turn that alert bell on. That is everything. If you haven't done so yet, you got to turn that alert bell on when we go live so that you can join us. Because again, first person that email, emails me from that 10-person list from Countdown Crew, Twitter, um, and Patreon, you're going to get this free jersey. And again, this is just an extra way to give back to you guys. I don't get paid for this. I don't have a sponsor for this. It's just out of my own pocket saying thank you because you guys are the reason why this podcast still happens. So go on, enter in, and win this freaking jersey. All right, still accepted. Hashtag CC, so get them in if you haven't already. Now, we got a good question here, and I love this because uh, MK Green, uh, just absolutely incredible person, supported the show for a while, so thank you. He says, what do you think the chances are of running the table? Oh, man, I, I love your optimism. Um, they're low. <laughs> they're quite low. We have won three games in a row. Um, we have six left. Is there a game on the schedule where it's like, oh, the 49ers are losing? I don't think so. But the problem that I have, uh, four out of six are road games. Um, you know, if I'm, I'm, if I'm just putting in a degree of difficulty, right, start to finish, the most difficult game we have left is at Cincinnati, which they just bumped that up from an early game to the second kickoff, which is nice. That That's very good. The next most difficult game is probably this week right here. And I don't think the Seattle Seahawks are good. We play better teams than them on our, you know, six-game slate. But on the road in Seattle, we have not fared well. So that's why I would put Seattle number two. Number three, I'm going to put Tennessee Titans. They are the most injured team in the NFL. Very 2020 49ers-esque. Then I'd go the Rams. I know we own the Rams. And again, we're going to be having a blast out there because, you know, we're throwing our party out there. Um, here's one of the awesome just uh, things that Dale just made for our 49ers Rush road trip. Man, we are almost sold out, guys. I'm just going to be really honest with you. We sold out of Chicago. And if you want to come party with us in Los Angeles, we're partying on the beach, man. Hermosa Beach at Baja Sharkies. And if you haven't been there, it's one of the coolest spots in the entire city of L.A. Um, so come out. It's right by LAX, not too far from the stadium on the beach. We're going to be having a good time. But if you want to go, I told everybody this last time they didn't listen. We're going to sell out. We are going to hit capacity with how many tickets we have already sold. Um, so if you want guaranteed admission, 
you got to buy tickets. We have just now started reaching out and formulating some um, – uh, working with local chapters, and they're going to bring their people too. But I'm telling you right now, it's going to be the party um, for that Week 18 game. And it's going to be the biggest game of the year. Because here's the second part to Mark's question, and I love it. I don't think we're going to run the table. But then he concludes with this question. Do you think we have a chance at the five seed? And the answer is, hell yes, we do. We are one game behind the Rams. And we play the Rams. So if we just break even with our record with Los Angeles the rest of the way, and then we play in week 18, we win. That bumps us to the five seed. And here's why that is the most important thing. The difference between being a six seed and a five seed is you play the worst division winner, which is going to be a team from the NFC East. There's no doubt about that. So would you rather play the Dallas Cowboys or would you rather play the Buccaneers? And I think we all know the answer to that. So that is huge. I think that... I haven't seen this bet up on my bookie, but if I could bet for the Niners to finish above the Rams, I would bet that. That's how I feel because their schedule is much difficult than ours, um, and we play them, and I feel like we're going to win that game. That's going to be the best game of the year, guys. It's going to be best. So I consider us being the favorite for the five seed currently. I think that's where we are right there. Uh, now let's jump into some injury conversation. Uh, let's listen to the head coach himself. It's a long list, but it's not as bad as you should be. Hasty ankle limited. Maurice Hurst, calf limited. Um, Bosa won't practice, um, just a rest day. Fred Warner, hamstring, um, won't practice. Elijah Mitchell um, won't practice, just a rest day. Trey Sermon, ankle, won't practice. Greenlaw, groin, won't practice. Marcel's in the protocol. Debo, groin, won't practice. Um, Mack, just a rest day, won't practice. And Trent Williams, rest day. A lot of injuries. The good news is none of them are too severe. So that was Wednesday's press conference. Today, this just came out. Um, Jamichael Hasty and Hurst were limited again. Fully expect both of them to play. Um, Kyle Shanahan was asked, and he said, you know, are these guys going to play? And he said, quote, yes, <laughs> when asked if there's a chance they play this week. So I expect them. Hasty's important because he'll be the third down guy. That gives Elijah Mitchell a little bit more break so that he can run more on first and second down. And then if it's third and short, he'll still be out there as well. And Hurst, we are now looking at, and I think this is important, very important, four formidable defensive tackles. Eric Armstead's been good. DJ Jones has been in the best of the bunch. You don't get that Aziz interception without DJ Jones. He's balling out. And, of course, we got to talk about Kevin Givens, who might be the best of the bunch. And now he's not playing near the snaps. But what happens when Mo Hurst comes back, now Contavious Street, who only played five snaps last week, mind you, that's, that's his role. You're too deep at defensive tackles now with guys who aren't a liability. We haven't been able to say that all year. All year, because Givens or Hurst has been hurt the whole time, or Kenlaw, right? Well, Kenlaw's gone. He's done for the year. But now we have four DTs that we can rely on. And guess what? We have four defensive ends as well. Samson's coming off of his best game. Nick Bosa's the best ever. Uh, Kerr's playing great. And Charles O'Menehue. So now we have a solid eight-man rotation on the D-line, which is exactly what we need especially chasing around Russ all game. We're going to detail the next episode that we do Friday or Saturday. Uh, Son's got a game Friday. He's playing flag football. He's in eighth grade. Not sure if I'm going live Friday or not, um, but Saturday, worst case scenario, Saturday morning we'll be going live. So that's there for there. Now, this question, Drew, um, any news on Lance? He's been very quiet since his injury. 100% clean bill of health. No issues whatsoever. Kyle Shanahan documented a little bit. 
talking about the main reason why he hasn't phased Lance in and out is because one of two things. This is what Kyle said, okay? And then I'll tell you what he should have said or what he's thinking, but he won't say publicly. Number one, Kyle Shanahan said, he claimed this, he got out of his play-calling rhythm because whenever Trey would come in, the defense would load up and change their looks, so he didn't feel like he had that play-calling rhythm. That's what Kyle Shanahan said. Two, let me tell you why Trey Lance isn't playing. Jimmy Garoppolo has been the most efficient quarterback and successful quarterback in the red zone in the past 10 years in the NFL. What The 49ers are first in red zone scoring, um, and that was the big reason why Trey Lance was brought in. If you look at Kyle Shanahan... Over the stretch of time he's been with the 49ers, even whenever he's with the Atlanta Falcons, um, you remember when Matt Ryan had his MVP year and all that stuff, they went to the Super Bowl and lost. They were still bad in the red zone, settling for way too many field goals. This is the best red zone offense in the past like five years in the NFL. So that's why Trey Lance was brought in. One of the main reasons. He's got to be the quarterback for the future. But as long as Jimmy keeps getting touchdowns in the red zone, again, think back to week one. Who threw the first touchdown pass of the season? It was Trey Lance. But Jimmy dominated in that. And the one start that Trey Lance did have, he was really bad in the red zone. Um, and so I think that's the real reason why Trey Lance hasn't been playing. But it has nothing to do with the injury, Drew. He is 100% safe. He's fine. And even in my breakdown, um, there were a couple offensive plays where they got chased out of bounds on the 49ers uh, sideline. And Trey Lance is right up in there, you know, all pumped up, jazzed up. And you love to see that with a rookie quarterback. He's not somebody that's sitting there pouting on the sideline because he's not getting his chance. That's not who Trey is. He's all up in the business and freaking pumped up, amped up. You can tell. Helmet on, strapped on. Like, a lot of players don't even have their helmets on. Uh, quarterbacks usually have their helmets on because you can hear the play call, but he's like strapped up, ready to go. He hasn't played three games. Uh, he took a couple snaps a, a week ago, but like he's ready to go. And so I love that. Devin, my man, good friend. Uh, so excited for this weekend, but I am 100% more excited for the road trip. Oh, yes. Oh, man, I'm so excited. And he tells you, better get your tickets. Devin's helping us. Uh, we're still looking for a tailgate and how we're going to organize that. He's the man behind the scenes. Um, Get your damn tickets, guys. I, I, I can keep telling you, but, man, in Chicago, it was awful whenever I couldn't let more people in because of the fire code. And I was like, who got their tickets? You get in. And they were like, oh, we didn't buy them. We were going to buy them, but we forgot or whatever. We were going to wait, and we didn't. So please get your tickets there. Raymond, what do you think we're going to lean on heavily this coming Sunday? Besides the running game, pressure on Wilson or stopping the run. Again, we're going to do a full episode on that, but it's so simple, okay? Seahawks cannot run the ball. Cannot. They're averaging less than 60 yards a game over the last six weeks. They can't run the ball at all. They can't stop the run at all. It, it, it's, it's very simple. They're a very one-dimensional defense. They're a very one-dimensional offense. And so both of those play into the hands of the 49ers. But here's the but. Still got Russell Wilson. He's not playing well. He's not Elijah Mitchell whenever it comes to finger injuries. He's not. He's way worse. It's, I think that's funny I just said that. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, Russell Wilson has had our number. That's going to have to change, right? That's going to have to change. Sergio, Debo is saying just one game. I'm hoping so. Now, if we look at the players who missed today's practice, Dre Greenlaw, Marcel Harris, Debo, Trey Sermon, Fred Warner. The worst injury of all those is Trey Sermon. I don't think he's probably, he's probably going to go on IR. Um, 
That's just my guess, especially with Hasty coming back. I hope he doesn't. I don't want anybody going on IR, but that was the most severe injury. Debo, I think, is the most light, and I think Greenlaw is. But the fact that Greenlaw's not playing today, practicing today, I don't think he's going to be playing this week. I really, really don't. And this question was posed um, to Kyle Shanahan. I thought this was awesome. Who is the leader of the defense without Warner? Because he's, you know, the linebacker calls the plays. And, you know, I th- we'll talk Nick Bosa in a little while. But this answer I thought was interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it'll be Aziz. You know, I mean, when I look, you know, Fred's a leader and stuff. But, you know, on game day, it's, you know, it's not like the the big pump-up speeches or anything. It's how he does his job on the field. And Fred's the leader out there because he's the quarterback of the defense. So he gets the calls. He gets everyone lined up. Um, being the Mike linebacker. And this week, that'll be Aziz, who's, I think, more than ready for it. It's going to be Aziz this week. Uh, that's that's just what it is. Oh, look at this. Uh, e. Herbo, uh, Herbo. He says, my first time watching you live. Dude, appreciate that. Hit that notification bell, baby. Uh, so you can join us more often. We do this four times a week. And next year is going to be even more because um, I'm going to be able to focus a lot more attention on this. So we got this. I love this. Jason, my wife got mad at me for having Patreon because I was on my computer all the time. Yeah, man, we load a lot of content. And I understand not everybody's going to watch that much. We all got lives. I get it. But my whole plan with Patreon, and I don't think I do a good enough job explaining this, is to create and provide as much information to create the educated fan base to enjoy the game. I do the same thing teaching, right? I overload my kids with study materials and all those things because it's a little bit different for everybody. Some, some people watch all the videos. I see who watches them. Some of them watch every single minute of every single one. Some of them can catch five to 10 minutes each. Um, but what it does do is if you spend time, okay? if you, The more time you spend, the better you are as a fan and you understand and everything just opens up. It's like the matrix. That's what it is. It's all time. Time on the film. And if you don't know what you're watching, I help you learn what to watch. And, yeah, it can be consuming. And we're putting out so much damn content on there. Um, you know, we've got the Rush Hour, which is our weekly or biweekly non-49ers podcast, just creating extra content. You know, somebody will say, hey, man, you should do a show on this. And then we do a show on this. Uh, somebody asked um, – why don't you share a little bit more of your personal life type stuff and like why you got into podcasting or teaching or whatever. And I thought that was awesome. So next week, I'm really excited about this. It's just on Patreon. Um, next week, Dell's going to come on and we're going to do a little bit of uh behind the scenes a little bit and maybe understand what Patreon's about and what this channel's about and what, you know, I'm about outside of just 49ers. So there's so much stuff over there. Patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast. And if you can't watch it all, I don't blame you. Um, but it's there if you want it and you can go back. I catalog everything so you can watch in the off season. And as soon as you join, you get access to everything over 250 plus hours of content. You get it all right at the start. Um, so I'm not trying to call it marital problems. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Mr. Superfly, what do you think is going on with Russell Wilson? Not that I have a problem with him being bad. It's one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. And I said, I said this over and over and over again. This is the worst Seahawks team in a decade. Like, I, I told everybody, they're coming to dead last. I have the receipts. You guys watch the show. Uh, I mean, I said this was my rankings. 49ers 1, Rams 2, Cards 3, Seahawks way distant from everybody else. I bet really big on the Seahawks not making the playoffs. I bet really big on the Seahawks not winning nine games is what it was set at. Um, and I, we're going we're gonna to cash in big on those. Uh, now, I was wrong with Arizona and the 49ers. Those were flipped. But 
Seahawks were just a bad team. And so they keep getting worse and worse and worse. And without Chris Carson back there, it's a one-man shop. And that offensive line is so bad. And so if Russell Wilson is not all-world quarterback, they're bad. And he hasn't been an all-world quarterback since he came back. So we'll have to see kind of what that looks like. Now, sticking with the whole Aziz thing, this was one of the clips that I love. We uh, Here's my thing with Aziz, and some people think I don't like him. I don't know where that comes from. I, I call out mistakes, and mistakes stand out to me as a coach because I'm, I'm a sound, I've always coached and taught a sound gap scheme on defense where everybody has one gap, and if there's a play that breaks loose, it's because somebody didn't do their job. Well, Aziz, very similar to Quan Alexander, and the fact that he is 1,000 miles per hour all the time and can make splash amazing plays. But he also makes a lot of mistakes. And we saw with the interception, we saw with the fumble recovery, tackle for loss, all these great plays. Career day for Z's. He was incredible. This play, which will never show up on ESPN or whatever else, this play was where I got excited. Okay, and, and it's just a routine play, but this is something I've not seen from Aziz, and whenever I saw this, I got a little excited. Like he's got to get blown off the ball, but he's stunning across, or does he just read it? Yeah, he, he look at this. How many guys swim move in the run game laterally and understand where to just keep going to the ball? God, that's a good play. Really good play. Let's watch Samson out here. Comes up, takes on the block. Nope, that's Aziz. Aziz comes in. Aziz feeling it now. Watch Aziz. Watch him crash right here. This is how you. This is a play side linebacker. Play side turns it back to your help. Watch him come in and play with the correct shoulder. Boom, right there. That's the way you take this on. And again, if you don't tack, if you don't make this tackle, that's okay. But you want to turn him back to your help inside, and that's exactly what he does. That's a really good play by Aziz. We're, we've seen the splash Quan Alexander plays. If we can get Aziz to be just a little bit more technical and fundamental, sky is the limit because he has the big explosives that we've seen, and they're incredible. It's the little kind of technique issues where he struggled, but I love seeing the improvement. It's awesome, and it's just whenever you watch it, and again, we go through every single play like that. We do that for every single play on offense and defense. It's a lot of stuff. But you can't hide. You can't hide. I love Drake Greenlaw. I, I love Drake Greenlaw. I really, really do. Because, and why? These are the difference in types of player. Drake Greenlaw is sound. He's Tony Gwynn. He's singles and doubles all the time. Because he does not do wrong technique stuff. He's the best tackling linebacker in the NFL. Like, he just does his job every single time. Aziz... Aziz is going to lead the team in home runs and strikeouts, right? And so if we can alleviate some of those mistakes, again, I'm an Aziz guy too. I'm just telling you my type as a defensive-minded coach, I don't want those big mistakes. That bothers me, the missed tackles, all that stuff. Um, so Aziz is going to play great. And the question was asked, man, Aziz, if, if you remember, undrafted free agent. And Kyle Shanahan kind of talks about where Aziz went from. When they first got him to where he is now. Aziz in college or even when he got here, I thought Aziz was always a kind of a splash player. Um, anybody who runs is without hesitation and um, is very physical and is running through people and doesn't hesitate, those guys make plays. Now, sometimes they 
mess up plays too because they're out of control and things like that. Um, so I always think Aziz has made some plays for us, but I think the more reps he's gotten, you know, in these few years, you know, taking a starter role and stuff like that, I think um, him making mistakes has got a lot less. And the more that happens, the more confidence you get. And that's why he's playing at his best when he is doing that th those things. I mean, gosh, he said the exact same thing I just said. <laughs> like, like, yeah, this is who he is. Splash plays, makes some mistakes. But again, as he gets this experience, and he's going to play fine. I'm not worried about him at all, especially versus his run game. I'm not worried. They just signed Adrian Peterson. Who gives a – who cares? Adrian Peterson's not a good football player anymore, guys. I, I, I wrote this uh, stat down for Saturday, Friday or Saturday show whenever I can record next. Adrian Peterson had 27 carries with the Titans. He got 82 yards. That's 3.0 yards per carry on the Titans, okay? Now, of course, this is after Derrick Henry. But the last two weeks, the Titans have averaged 185 yards per game rushing. Like, they're still one of the best top four rushing teams in the NFL, even without Derrick Henry, but not when Adrian Peterson was there. He was so bad, they cut him and picked somebody up off of the street and came in and rushed for 100-plus yards. Meanwhile, <laughs> the Seahawks have averaged just 70 yards per rushing per game the last six weeks. Like, this is a desperation attempt. And Adrian Peterson, now we're going smaller, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, but I ain't worried about it at all. And that dude fumbles the ball more than any running back that's going to be in the Hall of Fame. He'll be in the Hall of Fame, rightfully so. But um, he, his fumble issues, man, he's never corrected. Jason, thank you for the gift. Uh, very, very kind of you, man. Really do appreciate that. Now, let, let's do this. Let's jump through. We're talking about the defense. Let's stay on the defensive side. I went through every position and just looked up their positional scores on Pro Football Focus collectively for the season, where they fit. Um, and here we go. Nick Bosa, number eight, defensive end. Okay, that, that's, that's where he was. Charles O'Minihue, number 48. Remember, there are 32 teams in the NFL that start two defensive ends. So that means that if you're the starters at 64, Omenihue's at 48. Then you got Artie Key at 75. And then you got a Bauckham at 82. We've got three quality role players. Bosa's a stud. And the, the other three guys, they're fill-in guys. Nothing special. Defensive tackles, Armstead's 15th. Again, remember, each team starts at least two defensive tackles. That's where we're at. Oh, what's up, Luke? Uh, thanks for the gift, man. He says, tattooing and listening. I love it. Hashtag stay faithful. That's right, man. Focus on that arm or leg or whatever. And, man, that is awesome. Appreciate you, Luke, as always. Uh, hopefully, I don't make you giggle too much and mess up on that. If so, uh, send me the receipt. I'll take care of that. I'll take care <laughs> for, for sure. Melissa, she says, could you please answer my question about who gets more playing time with the Debo injury? We already saw this, Melissa. That's a great question. When Debo went out, Sherfield came in. There's really two different wide receiver spots in this 49ers offense. There's not much difference between Brandon Ayuk and Debo's spot. It really isn't. They're both outside wide receivers. Now, there is a difference between the outside guys and the slot role, which is Muhammad Sanu, Juwan Jennings, Travis Benjamin. Those are the differences, right? So, Sherfield is the number one backup on the outside. Sherfield's going to be the guy starting there. Now, some guys can play multiple roles, but Jawan Jennings' role will not change. Sherfield will be that guy. So starting sets, two wide receiver sets, uh, that's going to be Ayuk, and it's going to be Sherfield. When we do three wide receiver sets, it's going to be Ayuk, Sherfield, and Jennings will come in. 
So that's where that's going to be. And Sherfield delivered a huge play. Third, uh, you know, third down, backed up against our end zone, third and long. He ran that slant, contested catch over the middle. It was incredible. Um, so that's kind of where that's going to be. Now back to our defensive ranks. Let's look at the defensive tackles. Eric Armstead, 15th best defensive tackle in the NFL whenever it comes to pro football focus. That's about right. And that's about where he is. DJ Jones, number 24. That's two studs. The rest of the defensive tackles didn't really pull up. Um, not a lot of snaps and whatnot. Linebackers, Fred Warner's number 14th. He's having a down year, but his down year is still a very good linebacker. Um, I don't think he's going to be winning all pro honors, especially with this injury, but he might get a vote or two, and that's a good thing. Uh, just building on that reputation. Still having a very good year. Aziz, number 25. So, like, it's you're not taking a huge drop-off. The problem is DFF, right? Uh, Demetrius Flanagan fouls. Like, he's going to be stepping in. He played really well, but he didn't play very many snaps. Um, we look at the corners. Again, remember, there's three corners out there. So, 32, 32, 32. That's 96 starting corners. Mosley's 49, right in the middle. Debo, Diamador Lenore, 134 snaps this year. He's number 81. That's pretty damn good. Kwan Williams, number 84. Norman, he is 103 out of 118 qualifying corners. Um, yeah, Pro Football Focus doesn't like guys that make lots of bad plays, um, and that's why Norman is where he is. Ward, safeties, he's 15th. Hufunga, 38, and Tart, 63. Why is Hufunga so far ahead of Tart? Tart makes a lot of missed tackles and uh, misses his run gaps a lot of times. Again, Tart... Very similar to Aziz. You love Aziz, you love Tart. And I love them both. But again, if you're looking for more consistency, play in and play out, Hufunga, Drake Greenlaw, they're more consistent. Now, Hufunga does struggle struggle as that deep safety and pass coverage a little more. Um, but that's kind of where we are. Um, hey, it's Q. If we got to get a pass game going. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks you can turn ten dollars into a thousand with basketball hockey college basketball entries today on prize picks america's number one fantasy sports app and here's what's great it, it you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country including california texas and georgia on top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Where's it going to go? IU can Kittle. Kittle only got two targets last week. Kittle should feast 
this weekend. Uh, I'm going to be betting the over on every single Kittle prop that there is. Um, I think Kittle's going to have a game. You know, I could see something like a seven-catch, 110-yard performance. That's just what I see because that defense is so bad. Um, now, of course, they do have Bobby Wagner and all that stuff. It doesn't matter. Um, Kittle's going to feast this game. He was out that, you know, last game he didn't feast or whatever you want to call it. He is this week. That's all there is to it. Now, here we go. My bookie, let's pay some bills. Oh, my gosh, I hope you bet with us on Cyber Monday. We got paid. <laughs> Guys, you know me. I'm not going to put my name on something that I don't endorse and or use or believe in. I've been using my bookie for, I think, four years now. Never had any issues whatsoever. Easy to get money in, easy to get money out. And the best thing about it is, as you guys know, if you use our promo code 49ERS, 49ers, they're going to double your initial deposit. So whatever you put in, they're going to add that on top of it. Now, they've been having crazy specials lately, and we've been hitting on all of them. We have done very, very well this year. We had a couple of rough weeks, but now we're doing well. So what I want you to do is head over there and just give it a shot. Now, you can start with something as small as 5 to 10 bucks. You can go all the way up to 1000 and they will double that as well. But if you're not betting with us, you're making a mistake. And they can bet on anything from casinos, blackjack, all that kind of stuff, to UFC, to politics, to college football, baseball, basketball, whatever there is, you can bet on it there. And again, my favorite thing about them is if you have any questions and if you're new to the betting world, that's okay. Call their customer service. They have everything that's going to explain it to you and help you out to understand what rollovers are, how that works with these bonuses and all those things. There's no questions. So head over to mybookie.ag. Use promo code 49ers, double your initial deposit. And again, bet anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Now, I always uh, tease bets on here. I usually give one out, and I do a whole bunch on Patreon. And then they had a Cyber Monday one, which if you watch our show or we're on Patreon, it was a free $100 bet on Monday. I, I put the full 100 on Washington to cover, and they did. So if you bet with us, you want 100 bucks for free. And on top of that, the bonus was this. You got another $100 free play for week 13 this week. You have to spend that full $100 free play, which means it's not money out of your account. They're literally giving you $100 to bet on whatever you want this week. So here's my $100 bet this week. I'll give you some more on Sunday as we get closer, but it involves tonight's game. I'm doing a four-team teaser with a full $100. I'm betting NFC West, and I hate to say this, I'm betting the Dallas Cowboys. Not so much because I like the Cowboys, but because I really do think the Saints are a terrible, terrible, terrible football team. Um, they have, they're missing both starting tackles, Alvin Kamara. They're starting a running back at quarterback with an injured foot. They're missing um, two out of three of their defensive ends. Not a good football team. They are, they're sliding big time. Cowboys getting back Amari Cooper. They're getting back a lot of guys. I think they're going to do well. And the fact that their head coach is out with COVID is another positive because I think they have the worst head coach in the NFL, one of them. So here's my four-team teaser. I'm putting the whole hundred on this. I love this. And again, it's a plus seven teaser. Um, I shared this. If you want to go check out on Twitter, you can see it. But again, I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys plus one because it's a teaser. Um, that spreads all the way down minus six. But they get one point. So if they lose, you know, they they basically, if it's a tie, we still get paid there. I'm taking the Rams minus six versus the Jaguars. Rams are going to, Jags are bad. <laughs> 49ers plus three and a half versus Seattle, and the Cardinals minus a half a point, they just got to win by one, versus the Bears. So if here's what happens. This is all a free bet, mind you, if you bet with us. 100 bucks. if those things happen, we win 200 
So we're already up $100, and this is free. So even if we miss this bet, that's why we're swinging for the fences here. Even if we miss it, it doesn't matter. So that's there. And if you like betting with us, golly, man, we have crushed it. I think we've quadrupled up back-to-back -back weeks. Uh, we're making some money over there, man. I, I like it. Now, let's jump to... Let's talk about Nick Bosa, because I think this is important. He has 11 sacks, guys. 11 sacks in 11 games off of an ACL tear. The question was asked to Coach Shanahan, what is it that makes Bosa different or so good? I think I think Nick's one of the smarter players I've ever been around. I mean, he's definitely he's extremely talented. Um, but just the the detail he looks into everything. You ever sit and listen to him and Trent Williams just have a conversation about one pass rush move that I mean, I, I barely can see it all. And then you hear them talk about 25 different things that happened in three seconds. And um, you see that um, the technical stuff that he's always on. And um, so the more he goes against guys, the more he studies tapes. Not everyone's like that, but he soaks in a lot and he applies it to his game, which has been real impressive. And it shows. You watch film. You know, Bosa had a missed tackle. And they got a first down because of it. It was a run up the middle. They left him unblocked. He came down and missed the tackle on Dalvin Cook. And he was so pissed. Well, guess what? The very next play was this play. Oh, come on. Get him, Bosa. Boom, baby. I love this guy so much. Bosa misses a tackle and gives up a first down. How does he respond? The NFL is full of studs. You know what I mean? You're going to have bad plays. But how do you respond whenever you struggle? You come up and you get a sack the very next play. The only sack of this game, Bosa now has 11 sacks in 11 games. Just bench presses this dude off of him. I mean, it's simple. It's just, it, does, it looks almost easy for him. This guy outweighs Bosa by a good 65 pounds, by the way. But watch the strength. Boom. Just get off me. Hand on hand. He's one of the best hand technicians in the NFL. It's not even close. But watch how his Bosa's right hand grabs his left hand right there. You see how he gets his hand up underneath, presses off both of his hands. I mean, it's just, it, and then from there, watch him rip. See that? Just clean. So simple. It's coaching clinic, man. Like you show this tape to high school kids and you're like, look, you just do this. Coach, coach, I can't, I can't do that. I, <laughs> it, it seems simple when you watch great players play. Uh, but it's far from it. Far from it. Second and 16. It's, it's so like, man, Bosa's just so consistent. He's so good. And we're going we're gonna to have to see how this, this works out. Now, here's the question. Uh, Darius, is it possible Jimmy can exploit their secondary? Uh, besides the safety, they don't scare me, even the safety. Well, if you're talking safety, I think Quandre Diggs is really, really good. I don't think Jamal Adams is very good, especially in coverage. I think he's oversized linebacker. Uh, that's a coverage liability. His interception last week was off a tip pass. Nothing he did. But yeah, I, I think we could do a lot of good versus this team. And the, the question is this. Look, again, I, I keep getting so much into Seattle. I don't want to double dip too much. Their defense has given up the most yards in the NFL. 32nd. The most first downs in the NFL. 32nd. 31st in passing yards allowed. Like, they they suck. They're not good. And you can even go back... And look at the 49ers box score versus them last time. We literally could do whatever we wanted to do. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. If you remember, that's when Trey Lance came in, right? And Trey Lance played really, really well. Trey Lance threw for 157. Jimmy Garoppolo threw for 165. So we threw for over 300 yards against them last time for three touchdowns through the air. 
The problem is interceptions. Uh, Jimmy threw an interception. We had a couple sacks. We couldn't capitalize on offense the first half. You remember, that's when we had five force three and outs, the defense, and we still lost. Here's another thing. One team, <laughs> two times this year, a team has had five straight three and outs on offense. It was the Seattle Seahawks both times. <laughs> um, so, like, that's who they are. They're not good. They're not good. Yeah, they've got great wide receivers. Quarterbacks, really, really good, whatever. But that's the issue. Now, the question is, without Debo, what's that look like? Debo is offensive player of the year as far as I'm concerned right now. That dude is just incredible. He's got five touchdowns this month. Uh, <laughs> rushing the ball, receiving the ball, whatever. It doesn't matter what he does. And so the question was, like, to Kyle Shanahan, how do you make big plays without Debo being in? Yeah, it's usually like that. I mean, it's you you give plays to whoever can do them, however, which way, whether, you know, and it works in the pass game and the run game that way. But some stuff you guys, Debo, you've seen Debo do. You know, George has done that before, not as much. Uh, we've had Ayuk do it before. So, um, you know, if you think it's effective, then you do it. Yeah. And so you, you find different ways to do putting Ayuk back there, which is where that question was framed around. And so, yeah, you can find ways. We're not the same offense without Debo. We're not. But you don't have to be that offense. You don't have to be that set offense. Sustain drives. Don't turn the ball over. You win this game. Very, very simple. Uh, Melissa, she said, uh, no, I'm sorry, here we go. Yeah, interesting question. Who would you rather have favored for comeback player of the year, Debo or Nick Bosa? I don't think Debo's going to qualify even though, like, yeah, for sure, um, he had a rough year in and out of the injuries, whatever. Comeback player of the year is already going to Dak, sadly. I hate that it's like that because everything's a quarterback position. And Bosa should be in the conversation, but he's not going to be, unfortunately. He should be, but he's not going to be. Um, but if I had to pick, yeah, it'd be Nick Bosa. What he's doing is just incredible. It, it's insane. He's been really, really good. Um, now, let's talk about Hufunga. Because I think he's going to get a lot of playing time. We're going to have a three-safety look pretty much the entire time on defense. And we saw this in the game once Warner went out. And we've been doing some dime looks with three safeties. But it's going to be like that on top. Hufunga, I love this dude, man. I like this kid too much. I'm becoming a fanboy. Watch him play in linebacker just last week. I expect to see more of this. We've got all these backers plus Huff in the box. I mean, that's a rough run against look at Hufunga get in here man you you can tell him he's you know a safety all you want but make no mistake this dude's a linebacker mentality look at him man near foot shuffle gets in there just gets in on the play I mean I mean he's not going to be the guy that's going to come in and stuff somebody like Dalvin Cook knock him backwards that's not his goal but he's going to be where he needs to be in the run game for sure he's good man he's good He's really, really good. So we we kind of see, and that's the whole thing. Let's go through and address this. What is this defense going to look like with the injuries of Greenlaw and Warner? I think that's what it's going to look like. I think you're going to stay in your nickel package and a three-safety look, and that's just what it's going to be. Uh, we might just have Aziz out there on a lot of plays as the only true linebacker, right? Um, so uh, who do we need to lose tonight? This sucks. You need the Cowboys to win. You need the Cowboys to win. You have the Saints at 5-6. and six. You need to create distance with the Saints because we don't play them. So tiebreaker is going to go to conference record, okay, with the Saints. If we're tied with the Saints, it's going to conference record. 
they're one game behind us, and if they win this, we're going to have the same conference record. And then it goes to strength of victory, and they beat us. So I know it's hard, but the Cowboys winning is a good thing for the 49ers right now. The Cowboys winning is a great thing for the 49ers right now. So you, you got to pull for the Cowboys. If you're, just, if you're just concerned with, okay, what helps the 49ers' playoff chances, this is it for them to lose. That would give us a full two-game uh, step up on them, and we wouldn't really have to worry about them too much at all. And it's a loss in conference, which would put them below us even if we did tie because that would give us that tiebreaker as well. Now, before we jump out of here, I want to jump through our offensive players and where they rank amongst their peers in the NFL. Again, these are pro football metrics, so take them with a grain of salt. I'm not the biggest pro football-focused guy, but I do think that it does a good job of taking snapshots of every single play, even though I disagree with a lot of those, but it's it's a launching point. Jimmy Garoppolo, he's the 22nd-rated quarterback. Um, now, he is ascending. He was, like, all the way at the bottom after the first five or six games, but he's slowly climbing. He's slowly climbing. Elijah Mitchell, number 18. Uh, which is a lot for that rookie. Um, he's got some bad grades in pass protection. That's why he's a little bit lower uh, with that score. But 18 sure is hell ain't bad for a six-round rookie. Debo, number five among wide receivers. Brandon Ayuk, 50. Now, again, make sure most teams start three wide receivers. So that's 96 starting wide receivers. That's about right for Ayuk. He had a slow start, but he's picking it up. Sanu, 86. Kyle Juszczyk, the sixth fullback. That was a little shock to me. Um... George Kittle's number three, only behind uh, Gronk and Mark Andrews. Charlie Warner's number eight. Charlie Warner is having a freaking year. I, I love this guy, man. He is balling out. Trent Williams, number one. He's got a 98.2 score. He's the highest rated player in the NFL, regardless of position, and could possibly finish with the highest score ever for any player at any position. He's incredible. McGlinchey was 36. Uh, which is, yeah, I mean, he was he was playing all right. Uh, Lakin's number 16, Brunskill 41, and Mack number 12. So, again, just kind of looking at where everything is and just getting a snapshot. Now, again, remember, uh, we'll have one more episode dedicated just to the Seattle matchup with our bets of the week. I gave you the big one. But as always, head over to patreon.com. That's the place to support the podcast. That's the place to get as much content as you could ever want to become, you know, the ultimate understanding fan so you understand what's happening and what you're watching. Uh, appreciate you guys' the support. Uh, the positivity is always awesome. And we're giving away that uh, Vernon Davis signed jersey next two episodes. Get those uh, hashtag CCs in. That's what you got to do. Appreciate you guys. And as always, stay strong, faithful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.